Good evening, Astra fans. Welcome to Villa Forever Podcast. I am host Chad Williams. This evening, I am joined by my special guest, Lou Robinson, who is the host of staff for the Villa Podcast. I'm doing the pre-match tour. Aston Villa versus Everton. It's the most played fixture in top flight football. First home game of the season. Absolutely, you can't wait to be at Villa Park again. And the atmosphere is going great. So, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thank you. Cheers for having me on your show. Looking forward to it. It's, it's, I'm really, really happy to be on the show. Thank you, mate. I really like your enthusiasm. I'm passionate about the softball club. Yeah, I mean, I just I just love it, to be fair. So, yeah, I think when you're proper passionate about something, then you just express yourself how you want to, can't you? And then the, the love of whatever you're supporting just, just comes through. So, yeah, it's all good. So all the other Villa podcast team, you're doing a great job. I really enjoy the content. Thanks, mate. Well, so before we get into the talk show, Luke, I just thought to introduce myself and so about my condition as well. Yeah. So I have Dusha Muscat Edition there. It is a progressive fatal muscle wasting disease. Muscles deteriorate, leading paralysis, to lung failure, and early death. Shin is 100% vital, and there is certainly no cure. Very few people live beyond the age of 30. It's very, very important that we need to create awareness of DMD today, today. On 27 years, years old now, diagnosed as well, three years old, 24 years on, and there is still, still no cure for this cruel disease. Please help stop awareness. So, Luke, can you, can you use some awareness for me? I can do, yeah, don't worry, yeah. Thank you, thank you. it really means a lot. Okay, well, let's get into it then. Uh, where did the idea of the Villa podcast come from? And what was the inspiration for it? Um, it was in lockdown, really, in COVID. Um, I was doing a few little score predictions on Twitter and just chatting on Twitter quite a lot. And I just kind of felt like just starting a podcast. So... I just went for it and just started one and yeah, it just snowballed really. I mean, if you go back to the first ever episode, it's quite, it's not the best, but you know, we've evolved and, and become what we are today. So um, just with hard work and dedication to it. Um, so yeah, there we, that, that's how it started in COVID and we've just sort of grown it to what it's become now. 
Did you, did you win a podcast award? Yeah, so last season we were um, nominated for um, the best newcomers. So we went to yeah. like the football content awards and uh, we went to that. So we made it to the final. We didn't win, but um, yeah, just to get to a final was pretty good, to be fair. I really enjoy the phone cams. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all right. I, feel, I quite like, I like those as well because... I think the, the best thing you can do and see is like raw passion from watching your team. And I think when we do the fan counts, it's literally like you've walked out the ground and you're talking in front of a camera. Um, and then you, you go back home, you do a bit of a match preview, match reaction, and it's a bit more, you've collected your thoughts and then debrief, you have a little bit of a look of tactics and, and how we actually did play. So you go on that journey of coming out the ground to, you know, assessing it a couple of hours later. And yeah, fan cams, they're always good, to be fair. Do you always do it after the match as yeah, well? So, yeah, yeah. So we do the um, the fan cams straight after the home games. Uh, we always do those. And then we do the away ones when, when, we, when we go to the away ones, when we can get tickets. So... Yeah, we try and do them for every game that we go to, really. I've come, I've come to one, to one of Yeah, definitely. Like We'll be there on um, Sunday after the games and anyone's, anyone can come on. You've just got to turn, turn up and, and see us there. So, um, yeah, we do them at sort of like the back of the Trinity Road. So where there's like sometimes a stage before the games, that's where we do them. So if you want to come on, you're more than welcome to come on. Cheers. So on to the next question. Though. How did you get your podcast team together? Did you know um, each other before? Kind of. Uh, I used to work at Tony and Guy in Sutton Caulfield and I used to cut Ryan's hair and we used to just talk about the villa for 45 minutes and That's then that was it. Um, so I used to cut his hair. And then Justin, he worked. He's got a family business in Sutton, um, Ted's mm-hmm. Potatoes. And uh, I used to go on my lunch sometimes and get like a jacket potato with cheese and beans or something on top. And uh, I used to just talk to Justin about the villa. Um, and they were on the first ever episode. I kind of wanted it to be like um, a football phoning to, to start with. But then yeah. I realised that, you know, you'd have people on and they're, camera quality wasn't very good or they didn't have mics and we just evolved it that it was just going to be me, Justin and Ryan and uh, we went with that for about, I think probably about a year and then Hannah started writing on Ryan's website and then Hannah became on board so that sort of like made the main team of Up The Villa podcast so I kind of did know him but I didn't know him as well as what I know now, like we literally talk to each other every single day. Whenever there's a bit of Villa news, we'll just talk to each other about it. So um, that's how the team came together. You both of each other really, really, all of you do. Thank you. Thank you, mate. Well, we'll get into to, to the negative now. Then, uh, <laughs> it was an absolute, yeah, absolute disaster last last week. What is your assessment for the Newcastle guy? What's what's your thoughts? Um, I mean, like I said about how we do our content, it's always 
good to reflect and have a look. And I mean, I, I was at the game and, you know, you were watching it and I felt like first half, at half time, I was like, you know what, we've, we've played all right here. I think we were well in the game. The Ming's injury was just terrible. I mean, you know, it's horrible seeing us seem do it, but imagine being a player that yeah. sort of is surrounded by Ming's day in, day out. They have a bond, they they have a togetherness. And to see him leave on a stretcher, I think he's just, you know, it would knock anyone. So I, I do think that partly had a bit of, you know, what, what went wrong. But to me, it wasn't the Aston Villa that we've seen last season. It, it was, it just felt off. It just felt... The team selection was slightly wrong, in my opinion. I think players just lost their way. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, it was just that it ended up just being a bit of a disaster. But I think I'd prefer that to happen on the first day of the season as opposed to happening mm-hmm. midway or, you know, towards the end when we need to win to get, you know, in Europe or something. So I think it was probably an eye opener for Emery, the players. An eye opener for the fans, but you know, we've got to bounce back, and I believe Emery will have them this week training, mm-hmm. looking at videos, oh, yeah. assessing what went wrong, and then we've got to be bang at it on Sunday. So, huge wake up call, but not the end of the world. Emery this week. Well, the part of it is he's a touch of detail. Because you always, you always look at videos where they, they can improve as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's one of his massive plus points, his meticulous detail, his tactical analysis, his man-to-man management. And I imagine that this week, I don't think they'll have actually probably spent much time on the pitch. I think they'd have spent yeah. most of it watching videos. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think... Um, we're in. We're obviously we're in the right hands, but I just, mm-hmm. I just think there was just some some lacking last week. Well, I was very disappointed. The first three, I mean, it was too easy, too easy for us all. I think we, I think we deal with an army. Also, the high line was definitely not to because usually that, that high line, it usually works, but this time it didn't. So yeah, the worst performance of the Unai Emery, I would say. Yeah, I mean that high line, like you've just said. I think we've done that ever since Unai's came in, and it's it's always worked a treat, hasn't it? But I just think we just we just got it horribly wrong. And you know, when you get something like a high line horribly wrong, it looks like an absolute disaster. Yeah, and that, and that's what ended up happening. So. Um, I imagine that they've been working on it and um, yeah, assessing it all week, really. Yeah, I think we're just going to move on from now. Just move on from it now. Yeah, definitely. So, did you think when Tyrone Reming's injured, the Tomas confidence? Yeah, I think you know, he, he's an absolute massive player for Villa, he gets a lot of criticism. You'll hear. The, the, the comment of he makes loads of mistakes, but I think those mistakes are, are, are few and far between, to be fair. He, he's a massive leader for that team. He, he, he galvanises the team. He 
keeps the whole defense in check with you know his positional awareness, offset pieces. He's he, he's sort of like the second sort of point of call. Wally Watkins goes near post, Mings goes second post. So I think having him not in the team, you know, was a blow really. And I I, I just think they 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 lost their way, and he, he's going to need kind of replacing and and someone to step up and fulfil what he does because he's he's going to be a, a massive miss. I think he's going to be a bigger miss than what Buendia is. Yeah, I think it's Mings. I annoyed over the years on the unfair criticism he gets. But he's one of the most important players of our team. Yeah. Because... I think, yeah, I think, I think a lot of opposition teams give him a lot of stick as well. I mean, I remember the Leeds games where fans were sort of singing chants about him. But, you know, last season, he'd have walked straight into a Leeds United back four. So um, I think he gets quite a bit of like unjust criticism really because you know he, he he's really good he has very good good leadership qualities and when, he, when he's on the pitch we were completely disorganised I fell to pieces yeah yeah we did to be fair so um, I mean now now he's not going to be out we're going to have to look to Change the back the back line, and whether it's how Carlos Conso and a cash or vice versa with a new left back, because it looks like Luca Dean's going. So um, I think we're going to have to just find everybody's qualities, and hopefully they can all step up in his absence. Well, very bad news after the Falcons. Torrent is sustained a serious injury. After undergoing scans, he will require surgery. He's expected to be out out for the sun. I'm absolutely gutted. I think most Villa fans feel the same. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I think um, it's a massive blow, and especially with a couple of days before with with Buendia as well, and sort of been it with like. Like a meteorite plowing through our squad, so um, yeah, it's 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 a massive blow. But um, yes, we we gotta we gotta step it up now, and uh, not sort of dwell on it too much. And hopefully, the squad can can look forward now. Should we have dealt with Tanaka? Um, I just think the whole the whole midfield got roughed up, especially yeah. off Jolinton. I think he. Absolutely destroyed us. To be fair, with his with his aggression, um, and I just don't think we we were ready for it. I think their midfield does complement itself quite nicely with um, Gomez, uh, Tonali, and Jalinton. But that physical aspect, that physical pressing nature that they've got, I just felt like it was we, we couldn't live with them. To be fair, we couldn't get a foothold, couldn't get a grip on it at times, and it, it just needed someone. To sort of put their foot through one of them, but uh, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, we didn't. Well, I don't really usually criticize Tamara, but do you think he should have, he should have done better? Maybe? With the yeah, I, think, I, I think Kamara had a bad game. To be fair, I think I think he had a bad game. Bailey had a bad game. K 
Cash had a bad game. Um, Luis was okay, but I think that, that our right-hand side got completely overrun. You know, I think Bailey was a big problem. I think he was making Cash isolated, which just was enabling them to just run through us with Gordon, Jolinton. So, um, yeah, I, I think a couple of them had, had really bad games. We're going to answer to Tiff now. Who was your player of the match? Diaby. For, Villa, from a Villa point of view, I think Diaby showed us in, you know, the 90 minutes that maybe he was on the pitch, what he's all about. Electric, pacey, direct, head up, look for a pass. Um, his vision's good. His finish was just sublime on the half volley. So, I think he showed us a, a glimpse and a taster of, of what he's all about. So I think Diaby would be my man of the match. Well, I thought he looked very good. He's very exciting forward. He's pace electric, like you just said. So he took his, his goal very confidently. He made some clever runs in the, the channels. Well, such a quality player. Yeah, I, I agree. I think his movement was good. And uh, yeah, I agree with your whole assessment, really. He was the one bright spark in a, in a, in a difficult difficult 11, really. So um, yeah, if that's a glimpse of what he's all about, then I'm really looking forward to seeing him playing more in a, in a Villa shirt. So we'll talk about the other game now. What do you expect from the, from the other game on Sunday? I expect a reaction. I expect a win. I expect a positive performance. Um, I think there'll be a couple of changes. I think Bailey will come out the team. I think the defence will look a little bit different. I just think they need to just get back to where they were pre-Newcastle, really. Um, I think we're going to have a lot of possession. I think we'll look to dominate. I think we'll be we'll have too much for them. I think that the pace we've got can really trouble their back line. Um, I think as long as we check out the set pieces and, and corners and free kicks and stop that from happening and, and the ball's being pumped into the box, I, I think we should have a, a dominant performance at home, really. I think the players are going to have to you know, react to that game and, and I think it's a, a good fixture... Uh, for us to do so. Well, the Everton game plan, there'll be so, so pressure. I want to catch on the break. Score from a set pace. To go back to, to Emery, you try to see it different tactically. You're pretty, pretty good as we can't, sir. Alongside either Diego Carlos, last. That's also, you know, we have the Forbes pushing further for forward. And also, you, know, you looked about that from last weekend's utter disaster. We need to be a lot better defensively. Even though Emery, though, we won't stand for that anyway. No, I agree. I think, um, I think, I mean, I've done my little line-up, what I'd go with, and I'd go with Pau on the left, Ponce Carlos and Cash. I think 
I, I think I can really see him doing that. I think, dare I say, their weakest side is their left-hand side. And I think, you know, Villa fans won't like me saying this, but I think that side's got Ashley Young in it. So I think we've just got to try and exploit their left-hand side. Awobi likes to cut inside as well, so it leaves space, leaves their left-back isolated. So I can see Cash pushing forward, like you say, and it's going to be difficult because you know what you're going to get from the Sean Dyche side, don't you? It's going to be gritty, aggressive, uh, organised, compact. I think they lack a bit of pace as well. So uh, I think as long as our high line's okay and, and it doesn't get exposed, then I, I, I see a Villa, a Villa victory. Well, like Sean Dyche, really nice, Burnley. He did a good job, yeah? Yeah, I, I like Deutsch, to be fair. I like Everton as well. I like them as a football club. I like their fan base. Um, I think Deutsch has got good principles of how he wants a team to be and how he wants a team to look, like working hard. And and, and I kind of like that. Um, but I think, tactically, I think if I'm saying who head-to-head of Emery and Sean Deutsch, then I think, I think Emery should... Tactically, Avi's number, I think. Do you want to drink of water before we carry on? Can you scroll down a bit as well? Don't you have a also, another thing I forgot to mention as well, as well, Luke. Yeah. The young would be would be against his old club. Hopefully, he will score again against us. As long as we let him go, we should have given him at least the one year contract. Yeah, it's it's a weird one, really, because if you, if you look at sort of letting him go and then only having cash on the right it kind of does leave us a bit weaker. So I was under the understanding that all pre-season we're working towards sort of having three centre-backs across the back line and then a left-back. With that, it kind of makes sense. But the fact that now Mings is injured, it kind of leaves us not able to necessarily Mm. do that. So um, I really like Ashley Young. But for me, I did feel like it was probably time for him to to move on. I think Villa are kind of going in a, a different direction, and I just felt like, you know, if if he if Emery wasn't going to play him week in week out, then it probably was the best decision uh, to let him go. In, in my opinion, this is experience. Yeah, we could have done with him and probably that that new Newcastle guy. It seemed to drop a little bit. Yeah, I think uh, you do. You do lose that experience, don't you, from someone like Ashley Young? So, yeah, I think we've got to just trust Emery and trust Emery's plan, and hopefully, it works out in the end. That's it. We got. We got to trust process. Yeah, that's the one. Do, do you think Sean Dyche's Everton would be better this season? season? Yeah, I do. Um, I think I've tipped them to finish about 13th, 12th, 13th, and I think that would be 
a good season from them. So um, I think they'll be more organised. They'll they'll they need a goal scorer though. They don't have a striker. Um, so until they get a striker, they probably are going to struggle for a bit. But I think if they get a striker in, um, they they should they should be okay this season. In my opinion, I've always liked Sean, Sean Dyche. What I like about his teams is they're very organised. They're hard to break down. But since Everton, he said in the ship, but he hasn't had that to work that to do still. The Everton, Everton are sort of average, really. Don't, don't play spectacular kind of football, average. Yeah, that. They're okay. I like Onana. I think Onana's a good player. Um, and apart from that, there's there's not really anyone that I'd want in the Villa team, to be fair. Um, so yeah, they're just they're just okay. I think there's a bit of a a gap going to start forming between the top ten and and the rest of the Premier League. I think there's a couple of clubs that are probably in an in the middle zone, but I think the Premier League sort of there's the top half and, and the bottom that aren't that great. And I think, um, yeah, I think there's a, a bit of a gap going to start to form, to be fair. Some good comments coming in, everyone. Thank you for all the great comments. So, so Nick, are you not worried about a conference league player? Especially after our last performance. Um, No, I'm not worried at all, to be fair. I think... I think we we're a far superior team to Hibs and the other team, so we'll have to see how it goes tonight with that game. But it looks like it'll be Hibs. Uh, but yeah, I'm fully expecting us to make the group stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should easily get through to the group stage. Yeah, definitely. Well, to, to be honest, I'm concerned. But is it nothing to get used to? We need to adapt to it very quick as well. Because we're playing on Thursday, Sunday. Hopefully some more additions before the end of the winter window. We'll definitely need it, it now. Especially with the injuries we've got. Yeah, I mean, if you if you read the rumours at the minute, it looks like Acuna's coming in. Uh, Zanilo's coming in as well. So um, I think those two will add something to the team that we currently don't have. Aggression, unpredictability. Um, so with those two hopefully coming in, potentially maybe another defender coming in. And I think then we've got to focus on that forward line, maybe someone to play instead of Watkins as well. So I think Villa will be active in this window still. And I expect more signings to come in. Well, we expected those signings, do you know? Um, well, I think that Zaniolo's having um, a medical today, so hopefully that'll be announced tonight or tomorrow. Uh, Acuna, we're in talks with Seville for him as well, so hopefully before the game, Acuna will come in. Um, so I think hopefully by next week, we should have those two players in. Do you feel still Kate Lucadine? No, I think he's definitely going. Does he get Acuna? He would probably be the same. Yeah, so I think it'll be Moreno and Acuna on that left-hand side for, for the le- left-back position. 
Just on the own, though, I've heard he's a very good player. Yeah, I mean, when he was at um, Roma, he was touted to be the next Totti. So I think if you get that accolade thrown at you, um, you must have something about you. So he's had a couple of injuries, which have probably set him back a little bit. But um, yeah, I think he, he's going to add something a little bit different to what Bailey does anyway. But they brought up to the owner in, didn't they? Yeah, we did, yeah. Roma. Roma, that's here. Good. I'll go to yeah. the next question now. Yeah. What's your, what's your score prediction? I'm going to go for a convincing 3 1 Villa win. That's what I'm going with. What are yeah, you going yeah. with? I'm going with 3 1 as well. <laughs> Good, <with> stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Luke as well. Can you spread the word about my, my podcast? Definitely. If definitely. If you tag me um when later on, if you do a Twitter or anything, and then I'll um retweet it all for you as well. And I'll do a post for you as well. Thank you. Do you look at get the subscribers? Yeah, you need to get them up. What well, well, well I feel this episode to a close, Luke. Yeah, it's been brilliant, mate. I'm loves coming on. Thank you everyone for watching. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a like, subscribe to the channel, and make sure to get post notifications turned on. Also, please leave your, leave your thoughts in the comment section. Thank you so much, Luke, for your time. Yeah, anytime, mate. Anytime. The last thing that's left to say is, is up the villa. Up the villa.